When you have hair loss, it can be such a scary and deceivingly lonely place. But you know what? You're not alone. You are here with me. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, a wig boutique owner, and wig wearer myself due to alopecia. And this is my tell it like it is take on all things alternative hair. I also happen to be a certified confidence coach, so I'm going to be sprinkling in some mindset hacks for good measure. So take a deep breath, sit back and relax, and listen to my favorite ways and my best advice on how I help others and help myself to rock that alternative hair. We're going to drop that shame and stigma. What is that about anyway? Now, let's do this. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. This is Deborah Heim, and this week we're going to get right into it and pick up where we left off with how to not fall for a scam. And the reason I wanted to continue this is because I had an email where somebody asked me questions about what to look for when buying a used wig. Like, what does that mean? And has it just been worn or tried on or what have you? So let's go through and I will tell you what I've seen, what questions to ask and what to expect. And The thing that you need to understand is some of the terms that I'm going to explain. Well, everybody has different perceptions, though. What some terms mean to me, what they mean to you, and what they mean to somebody that maybe doesn't see it the way that we do, there could be a lot of variables. And that's where, you know, you're kind of taking your chances when you purchase either gently used, excellent used condition, open box, any of those. But you know what, what I say with any wig purchase, whether it is regular price or whether it is on sale, is, is the potential for it to be great worth the risk? Because no matter how many times you check return policies and what have you, the fact is, is that that's a lot of hassle and disappointment. Like when you get it in, you had your hopes up, it's disappointing. There's all of that to begin with, but then you have to package it back up, go to the expensive postage, take it to the post office. Like that's just a whole bleh. Nobody likes that. So usually before I buy anything, I ask myself, is it worth the risk? So one of the terms to know is open box. And that is a term that somebody with a boutique, an actual in-person boutique like myself, uses to let you know that this wig is in great condition, like new condition, but for whatever reason, I am selling it a little less than what the manufacturer has told me is the minimum I can charge for it. And minimum pricing is something that is set by the companies that produce the wigs. And I thought I'd mention that too, because I didn't realize until I became a retailer that there is a set price that we are not allowed to advertise the wig for less than that. And trust me, they are very strict about these rules. Other 
retailers police it as well. I know the hard way because when I first opened up, I posted some items at less than what I was supposed to and was promptly reported. But that's just throwing that out there. And when I did it, I had the policy explained to me. But here's the way I look at it is if I have an in-person store, this is my store. And if I decide I want to sell something at a certain price, that should be up to me. And for the most part, it is like I have a little bit more leeway on pricing. And I'm really pretty good about open box deals. Whereas somebody with a strictly internet business, the rules are applied pretty strongly. And that's just making the game fair. At first, when I was on the other side, I couldn't understand it. But now, as somebody that has a business and the internet people that are doing their business ethically, we all try to get along. And, you know, the way I look at it, there are enough clients for everybody. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So an open box wig... If I were selling it open box, technically it may have been on the mannequin. Sometimes I have wigs in the the front windows of some of the stores downtown, not too often. I've sent wigs to a fashion show. And for whatever reason that it's being sold open box, you have the right to ask, or it should say that in the post. Recently, probably this year or so, I've gotten away from the word open box, and I will just tell you, look, it is a demo model. And that is quite true. I try and rotate everything in my shop pretty quickly. So sometimes if something's been on the mannequin for a while and it isn't moving, sometimes my area of the country isn't too, you know, let's just say up to date. So sometimes somebody else will appreciate the bargain. So that's when I often sell the open box to, you know, some of the more progressive styles. And I do know there are some internet retailers that will use the word open box as well. So be aware that that's what that means. But again, you want to pay attention to who is the seller. If it's somebody that you know, if it's somebody that other people know, your chances are better than just going with somebody using the term in a Facebook ad or what have you. Next up is NIB, or new in box. And if you ask me, that's exactly what it should mean. It should mean that the wig, in my opinion, hasn't even been tried on. And that can happen with my shop. Like I might get, well, very rarely do I get three of one thing in my shop. But let's say I did it. If I ever advertise anything as NIB, I mean it's new in box. And Some people will use NIB, so that's where it's up to you as the buyer, buyer beware, and ask them exactly if that is. And I'll run over a couple other things to check before that you should feel okay asking at the end of the show. So the seller should list what the brand is, what the color is, and you can take the the names and colors and do your own research That's one of the things you can do. But some wig shops in person, and I don't know if internet 
people do it as well. But some of these people will do what's called white labeling, which means they take, and it's a legal thing, but they take the tags out and rename it something. It's to encourage you to come back to them if you want another one exactly like it. But I don't do things that way because I want somebody that shops at my store to be empowered to know what works for them. But generally on the inside of the wig in the back, there will be a tag. Some of them have the style, the color names. And if you can see a picture of the inside of the back, that is always helpful too. And then you just simply go to the manufacturer's website and search. And that's a good way to find out if something is a current style or not. Although, you know, if the style's going to work for you, who cares if it's that current or not? The size should be listed. Now, most wigs are quote-unquote average, and it's kind of up to you to check if that brand's average works for you or not. At least I look at it that way. Every wig coming off production line is going to vary slightly. Even though wigs are intended to all be the same style, the same size, what have you, there's always going to be an individual variance because you have a human involved in making products. Explain it like this. Like, you could make 12 cupcakes at home. The 12 cupcakes are going to look generally the same, but you're going to see individual differences. And think of that when it comes to wigs. But you should kind of want to know the size, even if it is just average. That's still going to give you a clue. The seller should post if they if it's been exposed to smoke or not. Synthetic wigs have a propensity to absorb scents. So somebody that wears like perfume or somebody that smokes all the time, you become immune to that but the synthetic fibers don't. So anytime you're buying a wig that's been worn before, you want to be aware of the fact that, you know, you're taking a chance with that. Now, nine times out of 10, if you shampoo something, it's probably going to come out. But number one, who wants to do that? And number two, I've had it happen that it doesn't. Now, If it is being advertised as something that the person has worn, ask them if any products have been used on it. I know that some people are very sensitive to scents. Also, some people can have an allergic reaction to different products. So if you are somebody with allergies, I would hope that, you know, you would be very careful about that type of thing. But sometimes when you get excited about a wig, you might forget. And that's just something to keep in mind also. Sellers should post if the wig has been modified in any way. Now, some people will cut a little bit of bangs. They will do whatever. And that should be in the post. An important question that I feel to ask, whether it is a vendor or whether it's a wig sister selling it, is ask why is it being sold? That's going to give you some insight into why it's being sold. I do know for the most part, there are people that just simply get the wig, try it on, put it back in the box. Okay, it didn't work for them, but that's the best case scenario. It doesn't always mean that. And that's the next thing I want to discuss is pictures. You should be able to see plenty of pictures of the wear. You want to especially pay attention to the ends and pay attention to a photograph of the nape. 
I find that is where the wear and tear will start the soonest. And here's the thing about pictures. You have to be able to trust, even if you ask, that those are recent pictures. I've seen it before where people will post the pictures of the wig that they bought it from, although they've gone ahead and worn it for a while. And here's the part that I don't really want to talk to because I'm not accusing anybody of this, but I know I kind of do it myself in that I underestimate how long I've worn a wig. So when you ask someone how many times they've worn it and they say maybe three times, sometimes I don't see a picture that reflects that small of a wear. But anyway, you know, that's where you get back to when you trust the person that's selling it. That's the highest recommendation I can give you. Also, if you're buying from somebody that's inexperienced at buying wigs, I've seen this happen once. Somebody was posting pictures of something saying that she had purchased it brand new and it didn't work for her. And I obviously knew it wasn't brand new. But what I did was just send a message saying, are you sure that's brand new? And the person said, well, yeah, that's what the seller told her. But clearly this person didn't know how a brand new wig should look because it wasn't. So without saying bad things, when you get into buying used, you want to make sure that the pictures are recent. And if you have any doubt, here's something you can do. Ask the seller to take another picture today. And that's something I really just thought of right now. I watch a lot of TV where people are worried that they're actually talking to a real person or not. So usually the person asks them to take a picture. So you certainly could do that with the wig. Then you know for sure if it looks the way that it's supposed to or not. And one other thing I want to throw in, before I had my shop, I would shop online and they would have a section with things that were returned. And I assumed people got it, tried it on, put it back in the box, and that was it. However, be aware that's not always the case. When I got the wig in, somebody had cut the bangs And I'm telling you, it wasn't even a good job on the bangs. I had to go to work because there aren't wigs around this area of the country. I had to work for like two weeks, and I swear the bangs on that wig looked like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, and I'll tell you, it was traumatic. You might want to ask where the person got the wig from. Although, you know, with any of these questions, you have to be aware that the computer isn't a polygraph machine. So you want to take into account whether, you know, you think the person's being truthful. And I hate to sound cynical. I'm really not. However, day after day, I hear of scams. So I'm just trying to tell you from my heart, I'm looking out for you what I would ask. I mean, some of the things I see being done in the wig world, I'm just like, it's just shameful. But I've had it done to me. One time I had sold someone a wig that was mine. A couple weeks later, they were selling it with the pictures that I had used to sell it. But I knew in the meantime, the person had sent me a message saying how much they loved the wig and that they've worn it every day to work for two weeks and the compliments are rolling in. But then you turn around and there it is for sale again. So, you know, the whole thing can get dicey. 
Overall, it's better. I mean, it's worth the risk if you're getting a really good deal because the way to really test if a style and a color is for you is to try something that's like, you know, open box or that hasn't been worn because that's, you know, just the best bargain going. And then when something works for you, like the time to experiment or try and get a bargain is when you already have a good daily driver. And then, you know, it's a little bit easier to take chances on bargains or used or what have you. And just nobody likes to be disappointed with the wigs. So, you know, that's why I encourage you, if you want a consultation with me, that is that can probably help you way more than you think. My ability to match the person with the wig they should have been born with hair like it really is exceptional and if you are interested to check out about that you can book an appointment at verybestlittlehairhouse.com for either online or in person at the shop and you can find me at deborahheim.com in addition to alternative hair i can help women with confidence with wellness with feeling that pizzazz that every woman should feel And hopefully something I've said this week has helped you. If so, let me know. And until next week, peace, love, and alternative hair. If you enjoyed this episode, you might like working with me one-on-one even better. You can check out the options at DebraHeim.com. You can find my shop at VeryBestLittleHairHouse.com. And don't forget my Wise Wig Advice and Support Group, also on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair.